this is the Indie Art Show, episode 22, the Occupy Your Mind episode. That's right, we've merged the two podcasts. So, normally we like to travel the road less traveled and discuss topics that are not talked about enough, rather than talk about what everyone's talking about. But, since the fear of a COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted so many lives, including our own, and since that has inspired us to revive this show from its hiatus because we aren't working much so now we have time to produce this show so we're going to spend a few episodes discussing this pandemic and the impending doom that we are being led to believe will result from it the coronavirus it seems like a convenient distraction doesn't it a distraction from the upcoming election from worldwide protests against economic inequality and against imperialism and here in the United States against endless war, sexism and racism and I have to say as a Bernie Sanders supporter I worry that people who are afraid tend to vote for the tried and true in other words they tend to re-elect the official who's already in office so will people take a chance on a Bernie Sanders or even a Joe Biden Somehow, I don't believe Biden can beat that fear-based tendency to vote for the person who's already in office, but I do think Bernie can. Of course, I'm biased. And the question is, will the powers that be, the PTB, allow Bernie to get elected in any case? I think not of the coronavirus the coronavirus it's very scary so and we're housebound not able to go out as much as we normally would like to so we're bored and not really working so we're we're doing this podcast anyway it's enough of my blathering so welcome welcome once again to the indie art show slash occupy your mind show today uh, we are recording on friday march 20th um, by the time you hear this, it will be later than that. So the information you hear today will be based on what we know as of Friday, March 20th, 2020. The year of vision, the year of perfect vision. So coronavirus, what inspired um, us to start the show today is uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Hurricane Katrina. And it also reminds me of the Flint water crisis. There, there's just something odd about the United States not being able to manage this coronavirus. And I think it goes beyond Donald Trump. I know a lot of people want to just blame him and, and possibly they're right. It might be his fault. I don't know. But there's just something really odd about the fact that South Korea has been able to contain this virus and we mysteriously can't. The other thing is I just saw a press conference with Donald Trump today in, in which he basically said that a, a, a large corporation it has a, a cure or some sort of treatment for the coronavirus and he's about to reveal it. So I don't know. And it, it just sounded like he was lying. Actually, it sounded like he was making stuff up, actually. But I don't know. It, it, it He just basically said that and he said, we're going to reveal this soon. And anyway... Um, it reminds me of Hurricane Katrina and the Flint water crisis and a lot of other problems we've had in this country, and I'll tell you why. Hurricane Katrina, for example. when her, After Hurricane Katrina happened, 
and and all those those people died or or whose lives were were basically disrupted from it it came out that the powers that be knew that the levees were about to break but they did not bother to fix them to repair them because they just didn't want to spend the money and so all those people had to to suffer because of their desire to save money money over people and a similar thing happened with the flint water crisis where someone decided to move the water source to a cheaper water source and then of course discovered this was not a healthy water source and that people should not be drinking this water but the government again covered it up didn't want to admit to it and allowed all these people to suffer I mean, people's lives were ruined. And then, of course, there's 9-11 when we were, there was so much fear-mongering going on and we, and we were being indoctrinated into being so fearful. And, of course, then we had to lose a lot of our civil liberties. The Patriot Act had to be passed and all these surveillance cameras had to, to come up and the police needed to be armed with military-grade equipment as a result. And so it just seems to me that when they use this fear, fear-mongering, people are just so quick to give up their civil liberties. And so right now we're being told we can't go out or we shouldn't go out. We can't be in in large groups and can't play sports, uh, can't live our lives, can't enjoy life. Some people can't work. Some people's lives will be destroyed by this. So this is truly a national and international disaster. Could it have been prevented? It seems to me that the seriousness of this pandemic could have been prevented in the United States that the coronavirus pandemic has spiraled out of control here in the United States. And I have some questions about that because it seems to me that someone in our government is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. The spread of this disease is clearly not being managed properly. Is someone benefiting or attempting to benefit from this crisis? Or is this just the result of incompetence? Why did the CDC limit which labs could make test kits? And if they were giving one company exclusive rights to build the test kits, what's the name of that company? Who has stock in that company? Which pharmaceutical companies will profit from treatment and vaccines for this virus? In 2018, Donald Trump fired the pandemic response team Obama had set up to prevent a crisis like this one. Although Trump did create his own coronavirus task force, it's hard to say whether they know what they're doing. Do you think they know what they're doing? Do you think this pandemic is being managed properly here in the United States? Why is it that some countries, such as South Korea, have been able to keep the virus under control? By the way, Donald Trump also budget cut government funding for the CDC a while back as well. One more thing. The coronavirus pandemic happens at a convenient time for some people in positions of power. I mean, during a presidential election and at a time when there are protests against economic inequality, not only in the United States, but around the world. How convenient for them to tell us we cannot gather together in groups, that we cannot socialize, that we must maintain a social distance. To say you cannot hang out in large groups at a time when there are protests happening around the world and the, in France the, the yellow vest protesters are still trying to protest and being told you can't because of the coronavirus. It just, I don't know, something Something's not right about this whole thing. I'm not saying that it, the threat doesn't exist. I mean, certainly a lot of people have died from this virus, and they're, they're shutting down entire countries over this, and, you know, something's going on. I have not verified this, so 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that there are some countries that are not dealing with this crisis. So it's very curious. It's, it's just very, very mysterious. And I guess like a lot of people, I'm a little distrustful of our government. I'm a little distrustful of mainstream media because they've lied to us before and misled us before. And I'm also curious why we don't have enough test kits. Um, I did see a report as well on Democracy Now! They said that some labs were not initially were not allowed to create their own test kits. And also the World Health Organization offered test kits to the United States, to the CDC and the Center for Disease Control. The CDC did not take those test kits. So my question is, why? <laughs> you know, is, is this really incompetence? Are they really that incompetent that they just didn't take those test kits that they wanted to use their own, but their own didn't work properly? Um, they're really that incompetent. Okay, maybe. I guess that's possible. But then why were they not letting labs create, make their own test kits initially? Um, I mean, is, is there some big corporation that wanted a monopoly over this, that was making money off of this, um, and they weren't going to allow anybody else to, to do it. it. It's very mysterious. And of course, where, where I live currently, there are no test kits actually in my, in my area. So people who've gotten the coronavirus have had a hard time getting tested for it. And so we're on, on a, a sort of a, well, I, I don't know if I have lockdown is the, is the correct term, but stores are closing earlier than usual. We're not supposed to gather together in groups. We're not supposed to be playing sports, no basketball. We can't, you know, it's okay to walk though, they're telling us. So the government is letting us walk down the street. The government is giving us permission to do certain things, but not others. So it looks like to me, like we're entering some sort of really fascist police state where we've, we're losing our, our civil liberties. And once again, just like we did in 9-11, but it, it all appears to be justified, right? Because we're told the coronavirus, we need to protect ourselves and our loved ones from the coronavirus. So we're, so there does seem to be a reason for it, but I guess something about it just doesn't seem right. And I'm wondering if there's a hidden agenda somewhere. Yes, maybe this makes me a conspiracy theorist, but there's really something, something odd. There's something rotten in Denmark, right? Something is rotten in the state of Denmark <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to use the words from Shakespeare's Hamlet. Okay. Something just doesn't seem right about this, this mismanagement of the coronavirus. Uh, something's wrong. Something's off. I just, obviously, I don't know what it is, but I just think that the United States of America is a big country, a powerful country, a wealthy country. We have so much wealth here. I find it hard to believe that we can't handle a virus. I find it hard to believe that it's gotten this much out of control without somebody, somebody is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Something is wrong. Like I said, something's rotten in Denmark, in the state of Denmark. So let's see if I can play this from Democracy Now! This is from their March 13th episode, www.democracynow.org with Amy Goodman. We are way, way behind. U.S. lags on coronavirus testing. And medical experts warn that no one is immune, okay? So you can look that up yourself online. It's on YouTube or on democracynow.org. This issue of testing, it is absolutely astounding that in countries like North, like in countries like South Korea, where we hear the tests are something like 20,000 a day, um, in this country, it is believed that there have only been 11,000 tests over the entire period of this outbreak. How is this possible? 
what happened? Well, I don't know all the details of what happened, but um, it is clear that there were decisions that were made centrally about what test to use and restrictions on who could do the test. Um, that has been changed. Uh, and finally, uh, other laboratories, including one at Stanford, have finally been authorized to uh, develop and now deliver their own tests. So the original decisions to use a uh, US-specific test, not the one uh, that was uh, suggested by the WHO, which has been used in many, many other countries, uh, in retrospect, obviously, was a big mistake. And we had trouble uh, uh, manufacturing and distributing a valid test I mean, uh, centralized at the CDC. I mean, this is, the critical, have, this uh, is the critical issue, right? I mean, there was a test available. It was the World Health Organization test, the one that countries all over the world are using now. But the CDC made a decision not to accept that test. They made their own test, sent it out, and it was faulty. That's right. So now we're having to depend on the many labs around the country and commercial laboratories uh, to develop and offer this test. We are really just gearing up uh, now for that. Uh, the Stanford test, which is the one that's being used regionally, uh, also for a variety of medical institutions. I think they, uh, this week they were offering between two and 300 a day. They say that next week they'll be up to about 1,000 a day. That obviously is not remotely enough uh, to track the, where the epidemic is going, uh, but that's what we have right now regionally. Nationally, I, I don't know what the capacity is, but as Dr. Fauci said, we are way, way behind. Well, let's bring Professor Justin Lessler into this conversation from uh, Hopkins, from Johns Hopkins. Um, let's talk about why testing is so important. Why is it so important that we know in this country um, where the disease is, where the outbreak is? Why is it important to know the number? I mean, this is our ability to get have situational awareness about what's going on with the virus, where it is, how to react. So, you know, the most extreme measures that we take to combat the virus, you know, essentially, potentially closing whole cities down like they did in China or Italy, we don't want to do those in places where there isn't a lot of, you know, there isn't actually a lot of disease. And we don't want to wait till <clears throat> the hospitals are filling up with dead people to do those because then it's sort of too late. So we want to, you know, react in time. And that has to, that means we need testing. And that means we need to be testing with the right intention. I think there is still some inertia towards trying to test people who've traveled, et cetera, um, with the idea that we're going to go around those people and contain and you know, trace their contacts and uh, try to find those chains of transmission. Uh, but I think we maybe need to rethink that with the idea that what we really want is situational awareness about what's going on in the community and what's our silent out, you know, what silent outbreaks might be happening so that we can respond accordingly in our uh, public health measures. 
And in terms of people isolating themselves, Dr. Steve Goodman, um, if you can talk about what it means not to have a test, so you don't know, even if you've been exposed to someone who has tested positive, and also, isn't it true that these tests at this point, in most cases, take days to get results, although there are some that are now being developed that simply take hours, but what it means for people protecting the community? Well, as uh, Justin said, people don't actually know what the threat is. They don't know how many people around them have the disease, and they don't know, uh, obviously, whether they themselves have the disease if, uh, if they have been exposed. So it's very, very difficult for either public health authorities to calibrate the response properly, as Justin uh, just described, or individuals to calibrate their own actions. And, and I also want to point out that when we talk about self-isolation or anything that an individual can do, uh, the paradigm really has to be not just what can I do to protect myself, but what can we each do to protect each other. And now it's time for a public service announcement from your friends at Occupy Your Mind. Worried about losing your mind, or perhaps you don't mind? Feel compelled to conform? To do what everyone else is doing? Think you need to do what the authority figures tell you to do? What the authorities tell you to do? Don't be afraid to think. Don't be afraid to think deep thoughts and ask deep questions. Don't be afraid to think for yourself. Question authority. Question society. Question yourself and everybody else. Occupy your mind. Occupy yourself. So Michael Moore, the filmmaker, has a podcast. It's called The Rumble with Michael Moore. It's on YouTube. Emergency podcast system, The Awful Truth. This is episode number 51, dated March 16th. Okay, so if you want to find it on YouTube, that's where it'll be. And so let's so let's hear what Michael Moore has to say. It's he, you know, Michael Moore says that he interviewed some people in the government who talk, who spoke with him confidentially off the record, and they do not want to be identified. But um, some people within the Trump administration have indicated to him that they believe that President Trump has purposely not been addressing the coronavirus, has purposely been allowing it to spread. So let's just hear what they have to say. They want the muzzle off them. And on this podcast... Today, my job is to help take that muscle off them and tell you a few of the things that I've learned. And number one is that Trump Trump has done this on purpose. And when you think about this purposeful inaction, this incompetence, this the fact that he may have the virus himself because he's been in serious close contact with people who've been tested positive and he won't go get a test himself i think i know why as one of these people who spoke to me this week said it's probably a better than 50 percent chance that he has the virus and pence too well if that's the case and donald trump does have the virus then he'll get sick right so 
Uh, I, I'm not really sure, to be honest, where Michael Moore is going with this because, you know, then he will get sick and that will not not be good um, unless what he's, he's saying is true and that he he has a, a treatment for it. You know, and, and Trump did announce in a press co- conference recently that there is uh, a large corporation who uh, who has offered a treatment for um, the coronavirus. I have some questions uh, as far as why the lab tests were not uh, the the um, I'm sorry why the test kits were not made available and why laboratories were not being allowed to make their own test kits for a while. I'm wondering whether that has to do with some large corporation that wanted a monopoly over the test kits and and the, and they wanted to to be the to have the exclusive rights over a coronavirus cure or treatment. And so now I'm a little suspicious of that, but this is what happens when we're not given all the information, when information is being hidden from us, then we start to come up with quote unquote conspiracy theories and you know, uh, because we, we don't know what to think. I'm just gonna play a little bit more of what Michael Moore has to say and then we'll, we'll, we'll further our discussion here. And we are all in danger. There's a possibility now that anywhere from 70 million to 150 million Americans are going to contract this virus now. That's how far it's spread. When you look at that map on the cable news, when they put that map up and it shows the states and the numbers, Everything I've been told, uh, both by people from these other countries who've had it and by people inside D.C., when it says 43 cases in Michigan, multiply that by 27. That's how many cases probably exist right now. Multiply it by 30. It's in the thousands. And it's, it's like doubling and tripling now. It's starting to speed up every day. And you know what happens when, you, when you've got, you know, 50,000 cases of this. The next day it's 100, and the day after that it's 200,000. And then it's 400,000, and then it's 800,000, and it's 1.6 million. That's how fast it goes. Okay, again, that's Michael Moore from his episode 51 emergency podcast system, The Awful Truth. You can find um, his podcast on YouTube. Um, and I just had a thought about this. And, you know, some people, and again, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of gossip out there, uh, a lot of speculation as to what's going on, um, which, again, happens when we aren't given all the information, when, when, the, when the government and our media is hiding information from us, we start to speculate on our own. But um, in any case, I've heard some people suggest that perhaps this virus was created. Perhaps it's, it's a synthetic virus because the way it's behaving, you know, it doesn't seem to be a natural uh, virus, a natural event. Um, and so there's, there is some speculation there. And granted, again, if you're young, you're going to be okay. Um, if you contract this, 80% of you are going to be okay. It's going to feel like... Well, we don't know that necessarily. There are some young people who've who've died from this. Three million people. What do we have? Seventy-five thousand ventilators. Did I read that? It's like we need seven hundred and fifty thousand ventilators. 
There won't be enough machines. You know what they're doing in Italy right now? You may have seen this on the news. Doctors, they're, they're, they've got people in the hallway sick. They, there's no rooms. They've put up tents on the house on the hospital lawn. There's there's no, in in in. Okay, Michael Moore says something interesting about our ability to make the test kits. And I agree with him on that. We should be able to do this. We should be, I mean, we've got some wealth in this country. So I, so let's, let's hear what he has to say about that. He said it's either that or does the FBI go over there and arrest him? All right, that's... I mean, what, do we, what do we do? He's sitting on all this. The tests aren't getting made. Do you know how, how quick, how long it would take to actually make millions of test kits? Nothing. No time whatsoever. When, when, when Pearl Harbor was bombed in 1941, I know this just from my own family there in, in Flint, they, they turned the General Motors factories, car factories, into factories building tanks and planes and all sorts of things. You know, the, the, the spark plug line there in Flint at AC Spark Plug was turned into a, an assembly line to make machine guns and bullets and... I mean, and they did this in a matter of really of, of weeks. Once they decided to do, to convert these factories, it really took them no time. There was a Ford factory in near Ypsilanti, Michigan, down near Ann Arbor. I only know this because of watching Ken Burns' um, series on World War II. I think it was a B-29, maybe it was a P-24 plane factory there in Ypsilanti. Said that they they made a plane on this assembly line, this car assembly line. They made a fighter plane, one every 61 minutes. They built a plane in 61 minutes. Um, they were in these factories, and they were building plane every 61 minutes. That's how fast shit can get done. That's the history of this country. Test kits. So he makes a really good point here that back during World War II, we were able to we were able to create planes that we needed. We were able to create what we needed. And I bring this up, and I'm playing this excerpt from Michael Moore's The Rumble, and also from Democracy Now, because it's answered some questions I've had. So the questions that I have had about this coronavirus. Why is this virus taking over the United States? Why do we need to shut down the country? And why can't we handle this? I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is not a poor third world country. This is the United States of America. And we, we don't have the money or the resources to build enough test kits. And of course, in my area, there are no test kits. In the area where I live, the people who get sick, well, they're out of luck. Um, we, we really can't test them. So it's, it's a very strange phenomenon, and it, it really, uh, something's very fishy about this. Something is rotten in Denmark. Something is going on. Are they doing this on purpose because they want to shut down the country? Is this something they're doing because they want to take away more of our civil liberties? They want us to get used to the government stepping in and saying, you can't leave your house, you can't congregate, you can't talk to people. Is this a way of taking down all of our Bill of Rights, just like they took down the Fourth Amendment? from us with the Patriot Act. I don't know. I mean, something's wrong. Something's wrong. All right. So at some point in uh, Michael Moore's podcast, he asks another interesting question. He asks, 
where are all the millionaires and billionaires in this country, people like Bill Gates, and why can't they come forward and offer to make test kits en masse? They can just distribute to different states and cities. Why aren't they coming forward? That's a little suspicious, too. Makes me wonder whether there really is some sort of conspiracy where, you know, they want this virus to spread. And then maybe, who knows, maybe, uh, you know, when everybody's all scared to death and, and sick, they'll just come forward and say, oh, we've got a vaccine or we've got some medicine you can take and it'll only cost you $1,000, but, you know, this will help you. Or I, I don't know. I personally am not a Trump supporter. I don't know. Somehow I think this is beyond Donald Trump. I think there's more to it than that. I think it's a simplification to just say, I think it's a simplification to just say, oh, well, Donald Trump's doing, he, he's the problem. He's not the only person running the government. You know, the president doesn't have absolute power. Whoops, we've run out of time. We do have a couple of guests who will weigh in on this issue. So uh, look out for our next episode. It should be posted in just a couple of days after this episode. And Carl and Jennings will be on. They're going to express their opinions. They have a slightly different take on this issue. Thanks so much for listening to the Indie Art Show Occupy Your Mind broadcast. Episode 22. We'll see you next time. Remember, occupy your mind. Think for yourself. Question authority. Question everything. 